from the backwoods and the swamp waters of the Sunshine State and all across America and the world, this is the Big and Wild Outdoors with your host, Braden Gunn, Jonathan Swindle, and Bill George. The Big and Wild Outdoors, Braden Gunn, Carlos Lopez, the Cuban Redneck, and uh, Bill George and Diego in the studio today. We thank you so much for uh, getting up and listening and joining us this morning. And I don't want to make this young lady wait any longer than we have to. Uh, she uh, I, Maureen uh, was listening to us uh, last week when you called in and talked about the uh, museum. And uh, Maureen, do you, you need some more information about it? Yeah, it was so interesting. Um, just as a side note. I wake up every Saturday, you know, hardly wait for your show. I'm one of those retired people that live vicariously through all of the adventures you guys talk about. So I really enjoy your show. Well, what are you and, talking about? Well, you, you know, Bill George, all you have to do is just call, and Bill George will put your butt on the boat. You can go out and get an alligator. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, for sure. Don't go sitting around doing nothing. Come on. Get on the boat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You'll shoot You'll shoot better than me, Maureen. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Yes, I was really interested in hearing. Oh, what is that name of that location? It's it's you know, the, Mulberry and some railroad station that you went to last yeah. week. You talked about. Yeah, it's the Mulberry Phosphate Museum, and it's located at 101 Southeast First Street in Mulberry. It was fa- it was very fascinating it, to learn about the phosphate and all the um, artifacts and all the fossils they have. It was it was great. I, I'll be back for sure. It, and and that is right almost at the intersection of Highway 60 and Highway 37 there in Mulberry. Yeah. yeah. It, it sits right behind a McDonald's area there. That's right. Once you go over the railroad tracks and there's the light right there, then it's like right there behind the only, only McDonald's there in town. Trust me. And it's free. You just, you know, it's nice to put a couple bucks in sure. the box. Sure. A little donation. You know? little You're all donation good. donation and very nice. Perfect. Well, thanks for uh, bringing it up. We hope to visit it sometime. Yeah. And thanks. Thanks for being on the air, guys. Well, thank you. Now, listen, hey, you know, that gator thing, uh, don't poo-poo that. You know, you got the opportunity <laughs> here. You know, if you want to go, let us know. Bill will take you. Yeah. Well, I just want to say, you know, like um, my husband and I used to do all kinds of things when we were in our younger days. But now when you get older, your bodies break down and you can't even sometimes walk from point A to point B. So enjoy yeah. what you can do when you can do it. And uh, well, love hearing about all that you guys do. Uh, that's that's good. Well, I wish you could come out and go do it with us. You know, you can get a golf cart. Follow us around. We don't care. Yeah. It's all good. Take a picture when you go to the museum and send it to us. Oh, that'd be we'll awesome. Put it on, we'll put it on Facebook for yeah, you. Yeah, find something interesting and send it to us. That'd be good. All right. Good good being on your show. Thanks. All right, Maureen. Thank you. Go have a great time. Thanks for calling in, Maureen. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye. What a nice lady. Yeah, man. Look at that. We got we got listeners, man. I'd feel bad if if she didn't get an alligator, Bill George. You got to make her get one. You're gonna have Listen. to do some baiting or something. Hey, maybe we could drop <laughs> off two pounds of alligator meat, you know, and she can make yeah. some nuggets. Oh, now that would be I'd like to hear Maureen's uh, recipe what? take on uh, some alligator meat. I tell you, there's one thing back when I was 
just a listener that I used to enjoy is is so you don't the, listen anymore. Thanks. Well, when I was just a listener <laughs> and then a frequent uh, uh, bothersome, <laughs> yeah, sure. But that, that's always that that you and Glenn and that used to do some uh, listener appreciation days or something like that where we'd go back go somewhere and have a dinner or something like that. I and, remember that, and that that was always a good time. And it turned out that one of the guys that I've been helping trying to to get their alligators was actually at one of those customer appreciation days at Catfish Willie's back in the day. Yeah. Oh wow. And had won some won some stuff. Yeah, everybody'll show up for free stuff and free nuggets, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah. remember that free crossbow you guys gave? Remember that? that, that a yeah. couple years ago? Yeah. I mean, how many entries did you have? Like 10,000 or something? No, it was more than that. That's ridiculous. Because it also uh, we did it online. Uh, did it well, the woman who won it lived up in South Carolina. Jeez. It wasn't even here, uh, local. I mean, uh, right. I think the the only local person who's ever won anything by listening to the show was the guy who won the Chris up in Newport Ritchie. He won the the Chris gun from from Paul Markle when he oh, did wow. it for Student of the Gun. Yeah, well, won well, a nice little uh, firearm well, that I never got to shoot, by the way. Well, Bill was a fan of mine, you know, back yeah. in the day <laughs> when I was co-host. You know, when I was doing a rep still. I've been around for a long time. I'm the OG of co-hosts, okay? No, no you're not. Shut, shut up. <laughs> I just hit his head. You've been, around, you've, been for, you've been around for two weeks. No, I got the pictures, man. No, you don't. We're a lot younger. We. <laughs> More hair. We. I have the same hair. No, you had the Slim Shady back in the day. What you talking about? When you dyed your hair, remember? Oh, I, got, I got the pictures, buddy. That wasn't that long ago. Listen, I got 128 gig on this phone, and I got over 10,000 photographs. I got you. So what? I got, I got you, too, because I got to show it to uh, my daughter every time it ever pops up in my memories on Facebook. I'm she like, should, look what you did to yeah, me. She should do that again. That was funny, really. No, I don't. Yeah. That, was, that didn't like being a blonde. It was all good. <laughs> he wasn't slim, Shady, though. No, Thick Shady. Yeah, that was the thick, name we came up with, shady. Thick Shady. Yep. It, was he more along the line, of, like that guy who does that commercial with the funky bird? <laughs> yeah. The funky bird? <laughs> <laughs> the emu? <laughs> no, my, my, it was more like a white blonde than yeah. anything else. It, it was uh, It was pretty bad. Well, you how, seen how he went out in public, I really don't know. You should have seen it uh, the day after she uh, hit me with that, that sun in, and I had these orange splotches <laughs> all over my head. I didn't even realize it until my son walked in. I'm cooking breakfast. He goes, Dad, <laughs> you better go look at your head. I was like, what? Am I bleeding? And he's like, no, you need to go look. And I walked in the, <laughs> walk in the bathroom, look, I was like, Yep. Get up. Get your butt in there. <laughs> what, Daddy? Look what you did. Now you have to spray it all in there. You got to even it out, or I got to so I can shave it off. Good thing we weren't we're in radio. Radio, nothing. I did an appearance out there at uh, the Hay Exchange that that year. Yeah, but you wore a hood. No, I didn't either. I got, I took pictures with listeners you, with my you, beautiful you, blonde you platinum should, locks. What I'm saying is, you should have. Jealousy. No. Look at those green eyes. No. Look at that. Look how they're just turning green, just like that. Sparkly. Green with envy. Yeah. Just because. Just because. Uh, you've been quiet. Stay quiet. <laughs> <laughs> Where's Jonathan at? Is he sleeping still? I don't know. Call it, in, Jonathan. Did he, go, did he go to Bunstown? Is that where he went? I don't know. If he if he did, he's driving. So call. If I mean, he I'm is filling not, in for him. If he's not up in Bluntstown, then his second stop better be somewhere around uh, Lake Wales, somewhere where he's uh, plowing up a middle strip down the middle of the field somewhere. So we're getting ready for phase two. 
You know what I'm saying? Well, Bill had some millet, but he has a secret thing going on. He's used it already. You don't know about it, though. You're no, I do know about no, it. No, you're not in the know anymore. I'm sorry. Were you not on the show last week? He told me all about it, that he was doing it and, and doing all that stuff. I must have missed. Did he give the location? Yes. Damn. Dang. What, what did you think you were going to go out there and miss all by yourself? No. Next. <laughs> <laughs> hey. what, are you going to put the plug back in your gun and go out and, uh, and, uh, and try for your big six healthy dubs? I, I, I'm just going to swing the shotgun and try to hit them with a, like a batter. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It is. Just yep. whistle. Mm-hmm. Get them, try to swing it either that or the ones that you guys kill, I'll shoot those as they're coming down. That would work. Yeah, there you go. Tenderize. Yeah, it's going to be doubly uh, tough to eat. O- OG sideways style. I love that when people come in and they say, uh, can I use this nine shot to go out dove hunting? I go, yeah, sure you can. Uh, just be a little more careful while you're uh, chewing on them. Yeah. <laughs> that nine shot seems to uh, penetrate quite well, but it also seems to be quite a lot of them, and they're extremely tiny. Now, how do you like to make the doves? Everybody makes them different. The breast. One of the best ways that I had ever done it in my entire life. I took the breasts, put them on the green egg, put them and smoked them, basically slow smoked them over uh, cherry wood. Mm. Then I removed them once they were cooked, and then I peeled the breast meat off of the breasts, chopped it up. Not finely, but in like little chunky, chunky, chunky kind of things. Wow. And mixed it in with a, with a gravy, like a sausage-type gravy, and put it over bread. Holy moly, red foley. It was like sausage and, bis- you know, sausage and gravy kind mm-hmm. of thing, but it was done with smoked dove breast. <gasps> Dude, you couldn't eat it fast enough. I got a little Cuban spin on it. You spit on it. On mine, yeah. Well, the, way I, spit? The, the way I like to make it. Spin. S-P-I-N. Is that what he said? There's the music. Commercial time. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I have more recipes. Than Bill, that. are you here? All right, we're going to <laughs> take a break. <laughs> we need one, obviously. It is the Big Wild Outdoors brought to you by our good friends over at Brandon Ford. That sale going on, still going on through September. Get yourself a nice car or truck. Go get it today. We'll be back. We're going to have to let your wife know that you can dance. You have to turn on your old microphone there, uh, Fresh no, off. I don't, I don't want to. Jeez. Dude, hey, it's Ricky hey. Ricardo in here yeah. in the studio. His little, uh, you know, what do you call that? Does your wife know you have all those moves? She knows. Does she? Does she, does she laugh when you do it, though? Yeah, she does. <laughs> it's all good. I'm glad he was just shaking the top part and not the bottom part. That's all I'm happy about. Oh, with, it gets okay? better. It no, gets better. No, hey. no, no, it does not. It gets better. No, hey. I'm, I'm sure. not. I'm not big sugar. It gets better. <laughs> How low can you go? <laughs> hey, uh, before the break, we were talking about it. Uh, Carlos brought it up and then tried to uh, continue the conversation without you. Yeah, he was going to leave you behind. He was going to continue it on through the break. 
And Bill George. I could say it during the break and then say it again. Bill George pulled a Braden gun on me and goes, hey, hey, save it for the air. So we had to sit in here in utter silence. Well, you were going, la, 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 la. Yeah, because you were going to still try to tell me the dang recipe, yeah. and I told you, save it for the radio. Yeah, man. No, I, I mean, I, our listeners want to know what it is. And I yelled, cream cheese. That's it? You just put cream cheese on a, or as you say, cream cheese on a, no, uh, on a dove? No, no, I'll get into it when we get it. Cream or cream? Whatever, keep going. <laughs> <laughs> hey. Got the snort going there? Yeah. I, I was going to say that one of the my favorite ones that they would do out in Tejas, out at the ranch, was a take on the jalapeno popper that most people make where they roast the jalapenos, cut it in half, put the bacon around it, and as you said, creme cheese. Cream. I said cream. You said creme. Crema. Crema cheese. Yeah, sounds better. Instead of that, then you just uh, you take the one of the sides, you know, it comes in those two little strips, you know, and you put one of those, and they fit perfectly in a jalapeno. Like, a, gl- like a glove. And cook it in that, and oh, my gosh. You can't eat those fast enough either. Yeah, you got to make like, you know, I know you sit here and go, oh, we need six of them between me and Eric. Six. You need like, he did it's say an appetizer, appetizer, man. You need like 106, if not that, more. No, six, six doves will make 12. Right, yeah. 12 little appetizers, which each of them eat six. Don't be a glutton. Yeah. They're Save delicious. Save some for next time. They're delicious. They are delicious. Save some for next time. They are, they are delicious, but and there's millions have you ever, and millions of them. Have you ever saved any for next time when you cooked doves? No. 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 No one does. Well, no. <laughs> they don't I've, take up much space in the freezer either, but no. Nah, it's better fresh. I'm not a big fan. I'm not a big fan of uh, pulling out frozen uh, doves after a while. If it's not eaten within a week, man, it's just it's not worth the effort. I mean, eat them well, usually the next day. That's usually the way I do it. Because well, you get home late at night, you're plucking and you're cleaning and doing whatever. If you don't do it on the field, then blah, 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 blah. So go ahead, Bill Jar. Well, after uh, listening to your brother and you for so long, I have a new gadget showing up. Me? Don't listen to me. Yes. I don't have one. I don't I ha- have anything to do with this. I have a new gadget showing up come Monday. You bought a sous vide machine? I did. Really? I did. What is that? I will tell you that, I, as I explained to you, I, you know, I've never had a sous vide steak before. And I brought that big giant London broil over there, and he did that. He sous vide it for about uh, maybe two hours, and then took it out, went over and did what he always says, took it on the grill, psh, 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 maybe about two minutes on each side. Oh, my gosh, dude. He says, if you think that was good, if I'd have had four hours, it would be like butter. You could cut it with a knife. So, look forward to a delicious and nutritious meal here. When is it going to arrive? Monday. Monday? Monday. Obviously, you didn't do the uh, Amazon Express or whatever that stuff oh, is no. called. Oh, yeah. no. My wife, we didn't we didn't get to where we uh, got to by her being instantaneous. We were able to find a good deal on it, and then she had a 20% off <laughs> coupon, and... <laughs> So we didn't get it as quick as we were. What kind is it? The one that kind of heats the water. What kind? What's the manufacturer? Where I did you get it? I don't remember what is it, it was. Is it like the Henri Hamilton Beach. <laughs> I don't know. GE? Whatever. She read all kinds of reviews and everything, and she turned around and said, 
This one for the price is a good entry point. Really? So yeah. is this one where you uh, has like a heating element in the front kind of dealy, or is it heat from the bottom? Or it, how, it's, it's one of these ones you clip onto the side of a, your water vessel. That's what yeah. Bart has one of those yeah. at the house. That's the one yeah. he used. So I don't know what brand it is, but uh, it worked pretty good. Yeah. So what's the first thing you're going to sous vide? Some steaks. 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 One of my biggest problems in cooking steak is never knowing if you got the outside cooked and inside raw and everything else. So how do you like yours? Medium rare. Oh. So I like mine still flopping. So as long as it's got marks on it, it's all good. Just put it on here and some salt and pepper, and I'm all good. Yeah. <laughs> well, good. It, it's nice to know that you got everything up to a certain temperature, and then you can put the the char on it or the little bit of uh that is true you yeah. know get so the, get the grill real hot and then just throw it on and then flip it what sous vide is doing is as as far as i know i don't I'm know not, what it I'm is i'm gonna explain it to sounds you. fancy why don't you shush shush out and i will tell you french that was shush shush that was french too <laughs> okay shaka khan shaka khan yeah be quiet chantal <laughs> listen shush uh we oui, we oui. you take a piece of meat and you put it in a Ziploc bag or a uh, if you have a vacuum sealed, whatever, and you put it in water, and it, there's a sous vide, there's a heating element, and basically it heats the water up to what, 165 well, it, or it, something Well, you like set that? the temperature, so it, you'll set it to whatever temperature you, you need to be cooking at, and it's it's a very precise. It's not like it's, oh, within five degrees, you're... you're your pretty tight window on what the temperature is. So you put your steak, let's say you know what medium rare is, 160, 165, usually whatever. 160. And, and then so you set your water temperature for that, and it will never cook it beyond. 165. Yeah. So and is the it, longer is you it leave a time it in, limit? No, you can leave it in there. There was one guy who sous vide a, uh, a, uh, a brisket for a month. It will it will change its texture if you're too long, and uh, it'll it'll start breaking down the tissue, so it makes it actually softer and it makes it uh, buttier. And you can put all your stuff in the bag while you do it, so you can all your marinate so and you can marinate or dry rub or whatever it is, so that it it's basically cooking it that way. So all you have to do is once you heat up your grill, you take the top off, you take the steak out, and you go for about a minute, two minutes on the side. Just to get it charred the way you like it, or grill marks, or whatever it is, get a nice crust on there, mm-hmm. pull it off, throw it on a plate, and that's all you got to do. Yeah, sounds good. Well, push the button. I don't. I can't read that from you. I don't see where. Who is that? Yeah, it says Scott. Scott. Yeah. Well, then push the button. You got to push the button. Which one? The top one on I'm the right. Do- no, I don't. That one. There you go. There you go. Scott. Good morning. How are you? Hey, Brayden. Doing good. How are you? I'm doing good. Where are you at? I'm in Dothan, Alabama. Dothan, Alabama. What the? What? Oh, I know where that is. What's the temperature? Southeast corner right here. We're Georgia and Florida. What is the temperature in Dalton, Alabama right now? Dothan. That's what I said, Dalton, Alabama. Uh, It's probably about 68 this morning, but I'm sure it'll warm up to the high 80s for it's over with. 60 degrees? You got your long johns on yet or what, man? It's sweatshirt time. We're still in shorts, but it's sweatshirt time. <laughs> yeah, as long as you keep the uh, trunk uh, warm, you're, you're all right. It's all good. <laughs> What's going on in your world, man? Well, it's been crazy this year. It has? Uh, it has been crazy with this Kill Drift product. Uh, but no, no, no. Wait a minute. Just... Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. 
You just glossed. Oh, yes. You just glossed right over your product like it was like you're talking to your neighbor. Well, I wanted to. I wanted to give a shout out to G Five Feeding Outdoors, Mr. Dillon, there for getting us in there. You know, you got a company there that what three generations started out as cattle farmers. Man, you know, let's give a shout out to them first. Oh yeah, well, guys like that. He ain't listening. He ain't listening. He's out dove hunting today. He, he texted me well, last I, night and uh, he's he's out of there. <laughs> I don't blame him. I would be too. He's gone, but uh, but. Uh, well, what it is is, in case you didn't hear it, it's called Kill Drift. It's a it's a new yep. product that is out, and uh, it is there at the shop, and it is a great product, and it is one that it's one of those products. When I look back and I look at it, I told a man when I spoke to him, I said, "Dude, now why didn't I think of this? Why did I not think of this? Because it's it's yeah. it's what genius." What explain to everybody what Kill Drift actually <clears throat> is and what it does. Kill drift is well. Let me start. I've got four daughters, and uh, they're they're pretty girls, homecoming queens, things like that. But they love to spend time with daddy. And years ago, they'd go deer hunting with me, but they didn't want to spray anything on them. They were real bad about not wanting to participate in the whole cover up your odor, uh, your your smell game. And uh, I started playing around with a little chemistry, and uh, uh, I figured that was the best. Uh, dispensing device and you know the hotter something got and if you mix the right oils together uh, it would make a good cover scent that's that's how it kind of came about and it was a really strong cover scent actually our acorn was our first one and uh, it actually became a lure started having deer come to it so from there we just kind of expanded our our product line and uh, and now last year we were regional south Alabama north Florida a little bit of Georgia and uh, this year we're in about 12 states right now. We've got reps in 12 states, and we've got, uh, like, uh, in Iowa, I think we've got about four or five retail stores right now. It's pretty tough, a little, it's a little tougher up north, but uh, it's growing pretty fast. Well, now, what a lot of people don't understand is uh, what you have developed is a pad system that goes in your thermocell, Carlos, your buddies. Oh, yeah. And, and nice what it sponsor. does is while it heats up the pad, it releases the scent and the scent that you want. So it's it's... That's- it's not really baiting in any way. So in states where you can't put corn on the ground or acorns on the ground or anything like that, mm-hmm. it is basically a uh, cover scent that you're using while you're in the stand with your thermocell. So what it is, you put a pad in there and you click it on like you would if you were sitting out in the woods keeping mosquitoes away, and it just wafts through the air nice and gently and uh, does its deal. So basically, you need two thermosels, one for the one for the That's mosquitoes right. and then one for his product. Well, who I, I hadn't heard of it. Who doesn't go out in the woods <laughs> without two thermosels anyway? I know. <laughs> I, ca- I carry three sometimes. Especially in the state of Florida. But uh, um, we're going to talk more about it when we come back. Chris, can you hang on the phone for us? We're going we're gonna to get back into it when we get back from break. Is that cool? Yeah, yeah, Scott. Scott will hang on Scott. the phone for you. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Pour yourself another cup of coffee. We'll be right back. All right. Hang on. We're going right. to put you on hold. Don't freak out. I'm not hanging up on you. All right. It is the Big and Wild Outdoors. We are brought to you by our good friends over at Brandon Ford. Stay right there. We'll talk to Chris when we come back with more. Scott. 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 I'm sorry. You know what? Christopher Scott is a friend of mine. So, I keep <laughs> so uh, we're going to talk a little bit more about Kill Drift when we come back from break. All right. With Scott. With Scott. Yeah. We'll be right back. Hang on.
Hey, hey, welcome back. It is the uh, Big and Wild Outdoors. Bring gun. We got Carlos, the Cuban redneck, in here filling in for Jonathan. He's out plessing around out in the woods. And, of course, uh, Bill George and Diego, we're here in the studio and on the phones with us this morning. We got Mr. Scott Turner, who is the uh, the mastermind, the brain uh, behind uh, Kill Drift, which is a fairly uh, new product that's been out for a while in the southeastern part of the United States and has finally made its way down here into the central west coast part of Florida. And it is a uh, really good product and um, one that I look forward to uh, ripping open the top of and uh, perhaps setting it adrift. It is uh, called Kill Drift. It's called uh, Kill Drift. Uh, you can go check out more information on it if you want to. You can go to killdrift.net, killdrift.net, and take a look at it. And it is a product uh, that was developed by Scott and his crew to uh, fit into your thermocell. And uh, it goes in there, and as you warm up the element, it releases the desired scent that you have uh, that you're uh, wanting to use as a cover scent. And uh, I think you have how many now? You've got five? we got five. Five of them? Yes, sir. Now, uh, some are pretty self-explanatory. I mean, you got acorn, which we all pretty much know what that is. You got sweet corn, which uh, is um, smells delicious, by the way, on the outside of the package. Uh, persimmon burst, which is another one, Ooh. and then you have one that's called "Come and Get Her," "Come Get Her," yeah. and then you got one that's "Calm Them Down." And now the "Come Get Her," I will say, the outside of the package doesn't smell as good as sweet corn, but that's because we know why. Because it is a dough uh, attractant. attractant type of scent, a dough attractant, which or is a probably dough no, it's a buck attractant. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, is it? I mean, it is a dough used as an attractant, and uh, that that might work better on windy days because I've I I used to be sponsored with tanks and I had the sprays and on windy days I've had the spray come right back. I'm well, of course, you, like and then you day. taste it all day, yeah. And yeah. Especially if you dip Copenhagen, but you, get, but you get used to it. No, it's no, you don't. That's why his daughters were like, "Dad, you are not spraying that dough and heat on I me." I believe that. That's right. <laughs> Dad, I know I love you. I'm going to be out here in the woods with you, but it, you are not putting that dopey on me anyway, it, anyhow. And what was the fifth one? The fifth one is calm them down. Now that one there, I have to ask you, what does that do? What do you mean by calm them down? What what is the the scent that's used to calm down deer? Calm them down is a, a bedding area smell. It's a dander, deer dander. Smells like deer hair. Oh, what? like the Team uh, Fitzgerald did, guys did, have something similar to that. Uh, in fact, a lot of people, I don't know if I'm allowed to say their name, but a lot of people will compare it to Evercom, which is a very popular brand. Uh, uh, but our price is, uh, you know, a lot better than that. And, uh, you don't, you know, when we started this thing, uh, we wanted to make it easy. Everything was around making hunting a little bit easier. So there's, there's no walking around the trees and rubbing stuff on them. There's no hanging anything from tree limbs. This is pretty much when you get out of your truck, you stick it in, you turn it on and you walk right to your stand. Wow, that's and, uh, uh, that makes it so much easier. And then, of course, also yeah. the the packaging that you guys did is is very smart. It's it's a small little package. You can put it in any pocket or pouch or anything in your yeah. backpack or in your back pocket. And uh, you know, it's just a tear off top. And you just how many pads are in each little container? There's five pads in each bag, and each pad lasts three hours. So you've got a whole weekend of hunting in one pack. Well, there you go. And, uh, I mean, they're not expensive. I mean, if you think about what you spend on a, a bottle and cotton balls and applicators and all the other stuff that you go out That's there fine. and 
stick out in the woods and with that glass bottle it always scared the heck out of me because you never know what it's going to rattle next to I, uh, I, <laughs> I, open. I, I would i would think i'd talk to thermosel you know I, i've been with them for a long time but they might want to cut you know what i mean so how are they going to get a cut of that because maybe you could do something like uh you buy a thermosel and you get a free pack pack of that and then he gets advertised well maybe you, you know should maybe you should uh call scott and then give him the proper direction so <coughs> that he can hook that up and become a multimillionaire overnight well, I don't know, man. Wouldn't that be nice? Yeah, wouldn't that be nice? <laughs> and Carlos is over here mumble-mouthing and chewing gum and going like, I don't know. I, I, always, chew gum. I always chew gum. I might I'm help a guy out. I don't even know in Alabama hadn't even invited me up to shoot a deer. What am I going to do? No, I, I used to handle. I used to. I used to, I used to. I used to handle Alabama when I was a rep uh, over there to Mobile and, and Dothan. I, I I've been up that way. Yeah, yeah, so. driving through. Yeah, yeah, uh-huh. that's all good. But now uh, on Tink on this uh, kill drift, can we get it online too? If uh, somebody that's listening, like maybe out in Kansas or Iowa or California or something like that, that maybe doesn't have a store locally that carries it yet, is it on Amazon? No, it is. And what we did when we started this, we we wanted. I used to be in the sports rep business thirty years ago, and uh, the the problem was dealers were always getting the bad end of the deal. So when we came out with this. We chose to give it. It's a dealer-only product, so there's no Amazon, eBay, or Etsy. There's no box stores. This oh, wow. is for the individual dealers. This is a chance for them to make some money, and it's got a good 40% markup uh, for them. And you know, it's 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 good for them. And that's how we're going to stay stay as long as we can. We want to stay that way. Well, now, but you can get it on the website, right? You can order it right there. You, you can if you if you don't have a dealer, you can go to killdrift.net and you can order it there. And we've done a lot of that up in your Midwest state. And your northeastern states, you know, until we can get retailers up there carrying it. Right. Well, that's... right now we're we're in about ninety retail locations and growing. We do about add about fifteen or twenty a week. No, oh, there you go. Nice. Well, well that's uh, I was just saying we have a lot of listeners throughout the uh, country and foreign countries. I don't know if you can ship it over to uh, Norway or anything like that, but. Uh, <laughs> Uh, that way, you know, they don't have a local dealer there. At least somebody, like I said, listening in uh, Arizona or Iowa or Idaho can, uh, you know, order some and get it out there. Be- because especially yeah. in the states where you can't go dump a bag of corn out in the middle of the state or, you know, uh, where there's no baiting allowed or anything like that, where, uh, you know, something where you got a, a sweet corn or a persimmon tree or something like that, that'd be a perfect thing to that, use. That's a good one. That's the one I like for here, persimmon. Do you really? Yeah. I've, I've, we talked about it a couple weeks ago. I've never found a persimmon tree out in the woods. I've I've run into one or two. I've, I've never found but it. I, I, Braden, if you planted a persimmon tree, though, you know what would happen? The deer would eat your persimmons. Well, yeah, that, that is true. But then uh, all of a sudden, I'd, if it was on a management area, I'd have 50 guys sitting around the tree. So, uh, That's true. That is true. I'd have to keep it in a super secret location somewhere. Uh, that kind of thing. So if you can uh, stop by over there at the shop at the G and go and pick yourself up some there, it's all ready to go for you. We got all five flavors if you want to give it a shot. If you are living somewhere outside of the area where there is no dealer, um, you can always order it online. If you go to uh, killdrift.net, uh, make it nice and easy. I think it's like, what, 13 bucks, something like that? What is it? It's Yeah, it's, it's about a dollar more online. Uh in stores, you're going to get it for ten ninety nine and eleven ninety nine, and it's, it's around thirteen ninety nine. Well, uh, well, you guys got to ship. You got to ship it out, so I understand. That's right. We've yeah. got to hand, we've got to handle it, packages, stuff like that. So, yeah, yeah, I can understand all that. And uh, if you got somebody out there who's looking to be a dealer, 
if uh, somebody's listening in one of those states that doesn't have one yet, this would be a great opportunity to jump on the bandwagon. Uh, can they get a hold of you through the website to do that as well? They sure, they sure can. So uh, you just go in there and you can click on if you want to become a dealer, or they just got to give you a call or something like well, that. They can mess. They can just message me, and I'll give them a call, and we'll get them set up. All right. Well, now I got to ask you this: if uh, you think you might have a dealer in the area, but just don't know it yet, is there a place where you have the dealers listed at all on there? Or? Yeah, if you go to Kill Drift, or actually it's on our Facebook page. Uh, we're still small, so we're we're dealing with Facebook. But there's a store locator, and you can actually click on that. And uh, if you're on your iPhone, it'll have a list, and the closest one will pop up top. Uh, if you're on a laptop, you can pull up a map, and you'll see all our locations. Awesome, man! That is really good. Well, I'm glad for you, man. I really am. I think this is going to be a. Uh, I know that uh, at least here in the state of Florida. Uh, Thermocell, it took, you know, it was so weird because we live in the mosquito capital of the world, dang near it. And Thermocell was one of the hardest things for people to, to, to understand and to use. You know, it's like, why, I guess if you're a, not a hunter and you're not spending as much time out in the woods as like any of these guys do out in the woods, uh, you don't appreciate how well it actually works. And, so, you know, they're going to dump, you know, uh, chemicals all over their bodies and spray it all over the place. But uh, now you have a reason to get another thermocell, put your pad in there, stick it down there on the bottom of your stand, and let it drift. Well, you know, years ago they had this product called Thermoscent, which had a, a hotter heating element, and it burned hotter and uh, had these real thick pads. I have a couple of them. They're really hard to find. You can find it in a little old mom and pop every now and then you'll find it. But the, they don't make them anymore. No, but the plastic will be a little yellow. Uh, I know a guy but that has But they don't make one. them anymore. No, they don't make them anymore. But so. they do make kill drift. Yeah. And thermoscent. And, and I'll tell you this. Your, your thermoscent, they quit making them because you would lose the attachment. It, it, was, an, it was something else to keep up with. Yeah, that's yeah. What we tried to get that, away that, from. You're right. That is, was easy to lose. Yeah. Well, you know, you got a great yeah. product, man. And, Scott, we hope the best for you, man. And thank you so much for calling the yeah. show today. We really do appreciate it, man. Get out there and uh, go sell some more, man. Awesome. Thanks, guys. All right. I appreciate it very much. Yeah, you're welcome. Go have a great season. That is uh, Scott Turner, of course, owner-operator and the big head cheese out there at uh, Kill Drift. Uh, heat them up and hunt. That's their slogan. Heat them up and hunt. Check them out. Killdrift.net. Killdrift.net. We're going to take a fast break. We're brought to you by Brandon Ford. Stay right there. We'll be right back. Welcome back. It is the uh, Big and Wild Outdoors. Bring on Carlos Lopez, Bill George, Diego in the studio today. Uh, just a moment ago, we were talking with uh, Scott Turner, of course, with uh, Kill Drift. And I, uh, I was, it always amazes me how much innovation comes out of somebody sitting in a tree stand. I think it's so uh, you have all that time on your hands and you're just sitting there and it's just you and your thoughts. And, and uh, if you're out in your, in your, in the process of, of hunting, whatever it is that you're doing, how you, a lot of guys will sit there and think, man, how could I make this better? How could I do this a little bit better? How do I pick up something that I dropped out of my tree stand, and how do I make it better? And that's how the, you know, the retriever came along. Yep. And, 
And, uh, you know, my daughters don't want to get covered up with a bunch of dopey and nasty scents. How can I make it better for them and, and come up with it? But, well, I got this thermosel here. That little retriever thing was a pretty dang good idea. It is a good idea. He's still he's still in business. He's you know a silent retriever. He sells a ton of them, man. And I've seen some knockoffs now that he's gotten so successful about it. And uh, uh, a lot of folks, other products probably made in a foreign land that you know that end up here on our shores. But uh, you know he's out of the south too. He's out of the out of Louisiana area over there. What's the retriever? The silent retriever. Silent yeah. retriever is a uh, it's a uh, line in like hook season, but with a with a claw, rare earth magnet. A claw. With a rare <laughs> earth magnet. So if you're up in your tree stand and you, you know, you drop your binoculars or you drop your an arrow or whatever it is, you can just lower it down, pick, click it on it, get it all well, there. Well, the arrow it back if up. it has a, a steel tip on it, right? But you or, it has a set of um, I don't know. It's it's like barbs all the way around it that come back up. So if you drop a glove, you could go down and that little barbs will grab, grab the glove. Um, or with the magnet, if you drop a something down that's, you know, a can of bug spray or something like that, and you lower it down there, click. Yeah, if it's something that you need, you can get it back without uh, having to climb with, down out uh, of your I, climb. I've dropped the thermosol many times. <laughs> many times, and I'm like, yeah, I got to go get it. <laughs> exactly. You <laughs> yeah. got to climb down. But Yep. It's it's one of those things where all these uh, these innovations that come out of out of the hunting industry, I think, come from small companies like this. That uh, you know, you got some guys sitting there just trying to think of a better solution. I mean, you look at one and done tree st- uh, feeders. Yeah, Jeff. Yeah, I, mean, you look I, at, I asked him about that. He told me how he came up with exactly. Like, what he got tired of, uh, you know, uh, bears coming in and tearing up stuff, or hogs tearing up. He's like, he, he was sitting in his living room watching hunting shows and seeing them tear up a, a barrel, and he was thinking about it, and he just came up with it. I mean, it's it's insane. You got to make a, you know, make it armor proof, but yet make it. Uh, easy to use. User friendly, yeah. yeah. I mean, you can't, uh, I mean, we could all, you know, park a Brinks truck out there. And, and affordable as well. And they last a long time, and they're made with quality parts, and it's all internal so that it's not uh, in the weather, your motor's not getting eat up and, and tore up and all that stuff. Yeah, and it doesn't get, you know, like a clump. It doesn't get clumped up in there <laughs> and stop working. I was going to ask, everything. but it might have been too technical. What type of acorn? I don't know. I don't know. I, what do they have in who Alabama? Ca- who cares? White oak. Oh, um, no, no. You know. They prefer certain acorns. Well, that's, well. it I depends mean, regionally, I guess. Uh, they're going to eat whatever's on the ground. That, no, but if true. there's a bunch of things on the ground, they prefer one over the other. I, I think they would prefer persimmon. I think you would anything. have to go with a standard acorn scent to go across the uh, the nations because... If you throw, if you start floating something through the air that uh, deer that are local aren't really too familiar with, you know, chances are they're gonna be like, I got, I got an idea. I just got an idea. What is it? I just got an idea. What? We we can make like. You better write it down because you're likely to forget it. No, we we can make like some sort of marinade so they eat it and they're marinating from the inside before you you know harvest them. That's called acorns. (laughs) <laughs> or corn. <laughs> this is marinated with corn or acorns. That's all right. That's how you marinate. Yeah, marinate them. You, you can't tell me. You know, you ever clean one of those? I mean, real swamp uh, donkey hogs that you get out of there that's lived his whole life out there in the water, and yeah. 
eating snails and whatever it is. And get. whatever you can get. I mean, that's some that is some gamey guts. That is a nasty hog when you go to clean it. And it does taste different than you find like ones that are out in the piney wood rooters or you I used to say that the best ones are the ones you find in orange groves that have no cutters or wetters because they live on oranges and it just eats the enamel off their teeth. And uh, they're self-marinating with moho. Yeah. <laughs> Especially what Bill likes, that bitter orange. Oh, yeah, bitter yeah. orange. You can find it out there. It's I've actually good. watched them take an orange and crush it in their mouth. They don't really eat the whole thing. They would just crush it in their mouth and go pick up another one and crush it in their mouth and just keep going. Chew on it a little bit and then uh, keep on going. Yeah, and then you'd hear the 30-30 go boom. And really? that's it. Somebody yep. else shot it? Good for them. No. <laughs> You're a hater. No, I'm not. <laughs> yeah. You don't even hunt with a thirty thirty. Yeah, I do. You do? That in the muzzle already. What are yeah. you, seventy nine? Hey, I love the thirty thirty, man. <laughs> Who doesn't love a good thirty thirty? Hey, Bill seeing me, that lever action. That's Clint Eastwood type stuff right there. The rifleman. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. I love all those movies. When when you go to Bill George's place in Pennsylvania, that's what we do. <laughs> We watch all all Clint Eastwood and westerns and stuff like that. Well, thanks for that warning. During the downtime. I have to know that I bring my own DVDs. It's all good, so we can you watch bring, something. You bring yeah, it. Yeah, we'll send you to the basement. We can watch something decent. Yeah, you'll be in the basement. He, no, he, he's going to be a third floor guy. Yeah, I third think floor? I am. Yeah, third floor. You up there with the flying squirrels. I don't care. As long as I don't have to sit down and watch every episode of Wagon Train. I'll, I'll tell you one thing. You won't no. be able to wear your flip-flops there, pal. Sure, I will. No, inside you won't. the house? Why wouldn't I wear flip flops in the house? No, I'm talking outside. Is this a bet? Huh? How long can I last outside with uh, flip flops on? Longer than Carlos. <laughs> Probably, yeah. I ain't stupid. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, you know me, I'll be wearing my Altera socks. <laughs> Another sponsor. I've actually, hey. I've actually walked from uh, the back of the porch in Iowa through three feet of snow. Uh, uh, Uncle Dave was, uh, my wife's Uncle Dave was like, uh, did anybody pick up the newspaper this morning? I said, where do they throw it? He says, it's at the end of the driveway. I said, I'll go get it real quick. Shorts, T-shirt, doogity 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 through the snow barefoot. When I walked out there, came back, and he's like, you went outside with no shoes on? Yeah. <laughs> Sasquatch like, over here. I was like, yeah, it was all right. I go, they're a little nipply. It's all good. I think I stopped feeling them about halfway down the driveway, so yeah. what's the problem? Yeah. It's like no big it's deal. All right. Big, Bigfoot over here. It, you can last a little while like that. That's sure. not a problem. Yeah, I'm not going to go hang out there all day in a tree stand with no shoes on. I'll pay you for that. No. No, I'm, I'm not going to do that. I like my little tootsies. I'm we'll, not going to let them rot we'll, off of me. We'll film that one. No, no, we won't. <laughs> But uh, when are you going to Pennsylvania? Don't you have a trip coming up here the, in the next the, uh, week or two? After Thanksgiving, after Thanksgiving, my dad's up after there right or before? now. Before, after the oh, weekend. Man. Now is after. this for is this for deer or is this deer. for for something? Oh, is deer. it archery or gun? Then it's gun. That's that's a gun season. My brothers always go up in archery season. There's bucks running everywhere. I mean, it's just they they're talking about seeing five and six different shooter bucks. In an afternoon when they go out to sit, you know. It's now? A, it's the rut, right? No, when they go up during archery season. It's the rut? It will be. Yeah. And it's not, is it the rut now? No. It wouldn't be until October up yeah. there, right? Yeah. Yeah. Once it gets a little more nipply up there, it'll be all right. I, want, I wanted to shoot a porcupine. They're, they're up there usually earlier in November. Hey, he needs toothpicks. 
why, why in the world would you want to shoot a porcupine? Because they go to they go to his father's woodpile, man. They eat all the firewood. They eat everything. Yeah, they do. You this should see. You should see the they they built like this. What did they call it? The condo. Yeah, that my brother has. What's they called. ate every layer, okay, of the plywood because they want the glue that's in between them. They will all the way down to the last little wafer thin. Yeah, they will eat, and this is the amazing part. They will chew on it and leave just the last veneer, like a sheet of paper. Yeah. And they will eat every layer that has glue in it and just leave that last little thing. So if you if you went and put your hand up the side of it, you'd put it right out. Yeah, I, the wind blows it. <laughs> I uh, I read a story. I don't know if it was a Pat McManus story or whatever, but I remember reading a story about a guy who had a porcupine that would come out and chew on his axe handle uh, that he left stuck in the wood, you know, where yeah. by the because they would come for the salt. That he left from his hands when he was out, uh, you know, chopping wood. And then, of course, he was, you know, it was a big porcupine hunt and he wanted to get it. So he thought of the, the worst way he could do it. And he shot it and he, like, uh, it was running around and he uh, tried to smoke it out with pouring some gas on it. And it, it caught on fire and the porcupine ran under his house and caught his house on fire and burned it to the ground. Hmm. Tragic. 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 So well, when you while you were sitting there on your dissertation about what porcupines do to wood, I actually said, "Okay, let's find a use for this." And believe it or not, there are actually pages and pages of recipes for porcupine. So if you get one, are you going to make some? I don't know, porcupine no, no, balls no, out of no, it, no, porcupine if, meatballs. No, if, uh, if anything, I'll bring it back for Toby, my buddy Toby Benoit. He can put it in his next book. There is actually uh, a recipe on, believe it or not, the Food Network for porcupine. I didn't know that it was a food animal, but I would assume that uh, they probably have been eaten in hard times. <laughs> I mean, that would be one of those things where you kind of like go, I'm really hungry, and that thing over there has got fur on it, so I'm going to go ahead and take a shot. It's almost like one of them little sea urchins, but in a bigger <laughs> format. I wouldn't call that <laughs> you know, fur. Like sea a urchin. sea urchin. You know, it's got all those spines, <laughs> and if they, <laughs> they flip them over, they could eat the little center. Sure, the, the, the bottom. The, yeah. <laughs> Go for the soft part. Yeah, <laughs> gotcha. you don't see like in Africa they flip over those those porcupines in Africa, the tigers or the leopards, and they try to. That's the only way they could get them from the bottom. Sure, like an uh, like an abalone. Yeah, you, yeah, you can't go yeah. through the top. You got to go through the bottom. I don't know what the people eat in Pennsylvania. I know they like pierogies, but maybe pierogies and porcupine. I don't know. Pierogies and porcupine is that a thing? The PMP. It's the triple P, the Pennsylvanian uh, pierogies <laughs> and porcupine. Hey, deep in the woods, anything's possible. Is that a thing up there, uh, Bill George? I'm, no. I'm curious. No. Pierogies are. You know what? I'm going to look porcupines it up. Porcupines used to be protected up until a couple years ago. Yeah, when they started eating everybody's axe handles and firewood. And, and, the, also, and their houses. And their houses. And cars. And ca cars. They will eat. They will chew an aluminum sign up. They gotta wear those teeth down, man. I don't know if I want to eat something that's out there eating all that crud, man. That's like eating a seagull. All right, we're gonna take a break. It is the big and wild outdoors. We're brought to you by our good friends over at Brandon Ford. Stay right there. We're gonna take a fast one and be back for hour number three. Okay, here we go.